0: we <laughs>
1: University of Kansas in Lawrence with the football squad. It's the Kansas Jayhawks, and we are a live studio audience. Thank you so much. Wow, that is very nice. What a a warm welcome. Thank you, Jayhawks, for making me feel welcome here in Lawrence, Kansas at the University of Kansas. Uh, The Adam Rich Show, we're proud to partner with the Caught in the Act Awards. And when you're caught in the act doing something good, we want to recognize you for your community service or for your character or for your integrity. Uh, Everybody in this room has great athleticism. You all have great community service. Uh, We talked to the coaching staff and had a couple names nominated uh, for this Caught in the Act Award. And after some voting, it was unanimous that our winner here today is Shane Smith. Come on up here, Shane. Come on down. All right. Shane, how are you, Shane? I'm doing great, man. Congratulations. Uh, You're our caught-in-the-act Kansas award winner today. How do you feel? I feel great. Now, you've been uh, recognized uh, in particularly for... um, uh, some work you did with a nursing home or the retirement community one hot day in the summer when uh it was probably hard to go there and do work when you'd rather lay by the pool but you took it upon yourself uh to maybe grab some guys and go work with the retirement people how'd that go uh it went well uh it was it was run by coach Wyatt the D-line uh position coach and his wife works there and so she kind of set the deal up and handful of us went over and just talked to him you know gave him the insider scoop on football and what it's like playing and it was a lot of fun they you know they asked some good questions and just old folks, you know, any, they're any funny. Old, old folks, yeah. they are funny, aren't they? Did they, uh, anybody feel like they could take you? You know how crotchety old guys can get. <laughs> there they, they, they they were a couple of <laughs> old men, yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. All right, well, we'll, we'll, real quick, uh, let's have some fun. What, what's your role with the team? What's your position? Uh, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle and uh, your favorite moment on the field? Halloween, uh, 2011, first start, played against Texas, UT in Austin. Favorite moment. Yeah. Just All right yeah, yeah. All, right. Turn all right all right well let's have another round of applause for shane he's our kansas jayhawks caught in the act award winner
0: the adam ritz show a
1: reality show for your radio i'm in laramie wyoming on the campus of the university of wyoming with head football coach of the wyoming cowboys dave christensen hi dave how are you i'm doing great I, uh, can I just call you Dave? I, I feel Absolutely. like I always have a respect for head coaches. I should call you Coach Christensen, but I'm just going to call you Dave if that's okay. That works for me. We are here to honor you and your football program for something you have called the Champions Club. Can you tell us about the Champions Club with the Wyoming Cowboys football squad? Well, uh, the Champions Club is
2: something that's based around our three core values of uh, our program, which is uh, academic integrity, social responsibility, and competitive excellence. And so it's a point system that kids can earn points in all those areas by doing community service and and doing the right things uh, off the field and away from campus uh, by doing well uh, in the player development part of our program and gaining strength so they can have that competitive advantage on on Saturdays. And then the academic part of it, which is probably the key uh, component to our, our uh, pyramid objectives and what we're trying to get done here and so they can achieve points in all those areas we rank our players from number one to the to the last player based upon those points uh, we have a system where the top 25 always have their picture uh, displayed in our uh, building and then uh, there's
1: rewards uh, for finishing the top 25. And you list those names uh, in public, even down to the last guy? Well, we we don't list, (laughs) we we list the top 25
2: uh, with their pitchers, but uh, our team certainly knows where everybody ranks, and we post that. And again, you know, it's important to us that they do the right things. Right. We'll have a couple dinners throughout the year, top 50% will have steak, bottom 50% will have tube steak. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot of motivation to do well. And, and what we hope is is that, you know, by two or three years into our program, it's not about the extrinsic motivation factors that get get, get you to want to do well and, 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 and get the points. It's because that's that's what you want to do in
1: life is be successful and do the right things on and off the field. Well, I'm just, I, I'm thinking back to when I. I played college football, and i 'm just like dying if I was the last guy, I would be so motivated to get more points, get involved with my community, go to class, get my grades up uh, coach how did who came up with a point system? Is this based on your let's say your grades for the semester or per test? Uh, you can get points every test, bring your test in, show it to uh,
2: coach Harding who runs our champions club and you're awarded points uh, every hour community service. Uh, you're awarded x amount of points. And so we have a number of players uh, that, that do beyond what's required. It's required in our program that every spring every player does a, a minimum of two hours community service. But uh, we've had kids uh, uh, take trip mission trips to Haiti the last two years and uh, a number of other things that they'll do on their own uh, to give back.
1: Is a mission trip to Haiti worth more points than teaching a kid how to read here locally at an elementary school?
2: Well, it, it, not if you teach them to read enough. You know, <laughs> show up uh, you know, 20 times, it's going to probably equal what it
1: would be to go to Haiti for six days. That is fantastic. The Champions Club. We we'll learn more about it with the, uh, the academics, the social awareness, and the player development. So the player development is their athletics. They're getting stronger. They're getting faster. So let's say you increase your bench press by 20 pounds. How many points is that worth?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm not sure the exact points. What we look for in our player development program is PRs. And so if you increase by one point, that's a PR. And, and so our point system is, is uh, delivered by getting PRs and all the different tests that we give. And, and there's a number of things that we test and very similar to those at the NFL Combine. So just by making an improvement every
1: time we test, uh, you're going to get rewarded for it. Is there a chance for them to lose points if they get in trouble if they get a bad grade on a test? Absolutely, uh, we will deduct
2: points uh, the same way as we give them, and uh, you know we're, we're we're doing a much better job as a program of giving fewer and fewer negative points uh, than we were say when we first started this program.
1: Dave Christensen is our guest, the head coach at the University of Wyoming with the Cowboys. And we love hearing about these programs that um, not only help college student athletes with their athleticism, but more importantly, from our point of view, from the social awareness point of view, is their off the field behavior with their character. So let's have some fun now and talk about football. Uh, Third down to win the game. What's your favorite play? What's the distance? Let's say it's uh okay, third and four. You're on your you're on their fifteen yard line, it's third and four. Time uh is a factor, and you've got one shot at the end zone to win the game. Well, no, let's say okay, it's third and four. So you could get a first down and get another
2: play. Let's throw that in there. Well, if there's enough time, we're gonna have something that, that presents a run pass option. Uh you know, Generally, if, if it's a pass scheme, we're going to have a built-in zone side and a built-in man side to go to uh, that could be a possible run-pass option based upon what the structure of the defense is. So There's a lot of different variables depending upon time in the
1: game and, and how many you're down by and, and what position we need to be in. Is, is that decision on the play based on maybe the play of the players during the course of the game? If you've had a tight end drop every pass, are you thinking, okay, we're not going to the tight end now? Uh, we, we will not have a guy that drops every pass playing for us. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> no, answer. really,
2: uh, you know, I, I, a lot of times, uh, you know, people uh, give way too much credit to uh, to play calling, and, and uh, you know, I called plays at Missouri for eight years, and I'm back into that seat again this year here at Wyoming, and uh, uh, you know, the, a lot of that stuff, the majority of it is is predetermined throughout the week. Uh, we'll game plan every situation and we'll have plays in place that we're going to run in every scenario that could possibly come up. Now, it, there may be a time when we'll change that, but we've put a lot of thought and time into it throughout the week so that in that split second, we've got that play down there. We've just got to find the right scenario on the game plan to call it.
1: All right. Well, before I let you go, what's uh, in your years of coaching, what's been your best moment of coaching on the field? You know, I've been in this for 30 years and I've had so many... Uh, uh, great experiences
2: and memories. You know, my first year here at Wyoming, uh, going to a bowl and, and, and beating Fresno in double overtime was a, a huge, huge game. Uh, Missouri being ranked number one in the country uh, and, and winning the Broyles Award was uh, a huge honor and, and, and a lot
1: of fun. And so I've had a lot of great experiences and uh, I look forward to having many more. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. We can't thank you enough. Coach Dave Christensen at the University of Wyoming, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me on today.
0: fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show.
1: Thanks again for listening to the show, and we are proud to Move along with our next guest, Jennifer Connor. Hi, Jennifer. How are you?
3: Hi, Adam. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I
1: wish this was television because <laughs> you're so bubbly and happy, and the smile on your face. <laughs> I'm sure it will come through the radio, but I wish our friends uh, listening could see your face. Because why are you so damn happy?
3: Oh well, you're such a well. I am. I'm, I know. I'm happy. I think it's the mustard that's making me so happy. So, but uh, um, but also being with you, you're an inspiration to us all. And um, I, you know, I think also my philosophy in life is you know it's every day is short you've got to make the best of it and you know better to be happy than sad and um and I you know really want to spread that sunshine out there in the world. Well
1: you're spreading <laughs> uh the sunshine and uh, that's a great segue into the Please. color of the sun is yellow. <laughs> you are known as the mustard girl. Yes. Uh, you own the company it's a mustard company called Mustard Girl Mustard, yes. correct?
3: Yes, that's correct. And uh, Mustard Girl Mustard started in 2007. And um, how it got started was I went to the University of Wisconsin Madison. And there was a small mustard farmer there that made this amazing mustard. I used to put it on everything, and he be that he then became too old to make it by hand. So I went to him and I said, "Oh my gosh, uh, Mr. Rendell, I can't imagine the world without your mustards, and I want to, you know, spread the sunshine with everyone, make everyone happy with this, and and you know, continue on with your business." And he said. Um, no, I don't think so. You're just an art history major. This will be, you know, <laughs> you crazy little lady. And so I said, uh, well, well, you know, I really thought that I could. I said, well, this without a business plan or anything. I said, like, well, give me a week. I'll figure this out. So I was just, I just prayed to my higher power. I'm like, um, you know, dear God, um, if you could please give me a sign when I go up north to our family's cabin for a rainbow or a shooting star, that would be awesome. So, you know, God never works out how you want it to work out. And it was raining and thundering all weekend (laughs) long. So then I said, well, Sunday rolled around. I said, well, I'm going to go to church, and this will be my last, you know, resort. Um, Maybe if you could just have the uh, father say yellow during the sermon, that, you know, that'll be a sign. So I went to church, and the father got up, and he said, there comes a time in life and we're all in a little bit of doubt. But just remember, it's like going back and having faith in the mustard seed. If you have faith in the mustard seed, you will move mountains. And I was like, "Oh my God!" And I was—I it, mean, it touched my life. It changed my life. And that's uh, a—that's a
1: pretty good sign. <laughs>
3: yeah. Thank God I didn't get in the ketchup business because there are no tomatoes in the Bible, no, <laughs> you know. No. So, yeah. but I—but uh, that was—it was, it was it, that changed my life. And I went back and I told the mustard uh, farmer what happened. He said, "You know, Jennifer," he's like. I don't want to be struck down by lightning if I don't sell you these recipes. So he's like, "I'll believe in you. I just wanted to make sure you had enough compassion and love as I do as I pass this baby on." But I know you can do it. And so then we uh, we worked together, and I um, we got the um, I found a manufacturing company to make the recipes. And so the nice thing about the mustards is that they're all natural and gluten free, and they're all they're um, nationally award winning. They won the worldwide mustard competition just recently, so that was really exciting. And, um, you know, my goal is to, you know, of course, spread that sunshine out there in the world, make people's taste buds happy, including hot dogs. And um, I uh, and also I like my a part of, you know, my mantra is also to give back as well. I like, you know, so I attach myself to Make-A-Wish Foundation in Wisconsin and um, and then the C- Common Threads organization, which is to was started by Art Smith, which helps um, inner city kids, um, teaching them how to cook healthier or cook better and eat healthier to help end childhood uh, obesity. And
1: Well, that's why you know we bring you on the show to talk yeah. about uh, your philanthropy work and yeah. charity work through Mustard Girl portions of the proceeds goes to um, those charities you mentioned, Make-A-Wish Foundation, yes. and I want to learn more about the one you just mentioned um, with the child, fighting child obesity. Sure. What is it called again?
3: Sure. It's called Common Threads. So the website is www.commonthreads.org. And so um, there's um, there's a place in a Chicago office, Washington DC office, and also one in um, Los Angeles. And basically what um, what Common Threads does is it goes into the inner city schools. And we set up uh, these camps, so we have chefs that come in, and we bring in all these fruits and vegetables, fresh fish, uh, meats. We teach them about all the different types of foods, and then we teach them how to cut the vegetables, prepare them, and then cook the meals at home. So these, and the, and what we provide them with are everyday food that you can find cheaply at the grocery store, and then tell them the health benefits of it, and and how you know starting these, um, it's like starting with a little mustard seed early once you teach them how to cook and eat healthier, better, it'll set, um, you know, a a good future for them in the future because they're going to be, it's going to create awareness and then they're going to pass it on to their families. And hopefully that you know, we're wanting to get this next generation who who are probably who a lot of the kids are just eating you know uh, fast food a lot because it's cheaper and it's easier, and we just want to kind of start a new revolution with educating about what is good for you and how to stay healthy and and the importance of long life and that these kids are you know we want to be great leaders of our next time and so it's a wonderful opportunity to reach out to these kids and give them inspiration and you know some of them want to grow up and be chefs now you know and or, or they see that there is hope and promise out there in the world to live you know happy lives and we inspire them we talk about what they want to be when they get older and it's just a really one-on-one hands-on uh, uh wonderful experience i mean I, I cry every time i go in there i mean it's, it's been great but it's um something that you know i strongly support and um very proud to be a part of the organization. Well, I can
1: tell. You're, the passion in your voice, uh, again, the smile on your face. And you know what? We're going to have a picture of you on, our, on the re- website. So, adamrichshow.com. Check out a picture of Jennifer Connor, the uh, CEO and president of Mustard Girl. Mm-hmm. Mustard. Uh, we ran into her at one of your Costco promotions. You are. Uh, I shouldn't jinx it, but you're on the precipice of doing a huge national deal with Costco's of America. Is that right?
3: Yes, yes. We're having faith in that mustard seed. This all yeah. shines through. But, um, but I've been. Um, it was it was such a wonderful opportunity to work with Costco. They're a great, wonderful company and a great way for the brand to grow. And so I've been doing. Um, I've so far have done. Over thirty road shows all over the Midwest and in, in various cities, um, and so, so and we have a big meeting on October eighth, and then that's an, our next stage of how we're going to roll things out. But we this will be a really exciting time, and I you know currently. Um, not only with Costco, but I just established regional status with Whole Foods in the Midwest, and um, a lot of top restaurant chains in the Midwest, too, like Let Us Entertain You, Gibson's, and Stanley's, um, so I got into Cisco and U.S. Food Service, and um, I, my first ballpark was in um, Charleston, uh, South Carolina, with the River Dogs, so they have Mustard Girl down there, and the Mallard Ducks, which is exciting, and, um, you know, that fancy yellow mustard is certainly makes any hot dog happy, so we, we hope that uh, get the squeeze on with that mustard girl but um and anyway we it's a really um you know exciting time it's been a dream come true and i'm and, you know it's been hard harder than the nails it's the hardest thing i've ever done but my best advice to say is you know you, you know you have faith in your higher power and never give up you know surround yourself with good people and always have faith in your mustard seed you know i mean it, even though things get really bad just hang on the next day you know it's bright it'll brighten up and something really good will Happen, and these are all stepping stones, like weights, to prepare you for the road that lies ahead. And so I feel like it brings tears to my eyes, you know, for the blessing that I received. And I, mean, I never thought I'd ever get into mustard, you know. I mean, I've always, I've always loved it, you know. But but this is something that made your soul happy. And uh, and you know, bef- you know, before I pass on to the next, you know, time, I just uh, really hope I can touch a lot of people's lives through mustard and to their <laughs> souls. So it's kind of a, a good for the uh, heart and soul kind of mustard, you know.
1: Eight billion people on yes. the planet oh, and I wow. bet you're the only art history major that owns a mustard company now.
3: That, that's right and I'm yeah, absolutely there's got to be one for everyone right? Now
1: before I let you go yeah. uh, I know that mustard tastes fantastic on a corn dog, mm-hmm. on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it tastes uh, really good on a, on a bologna sandwich with cheese. Mm, uh, you know what though? I'm not much of a connoisseur of, of the culinary arts so you, mm-hmm. give me a quick example of, of what I need to do with, with some of your mustard on okay. something that I wouldn't have otherwise put it on.
3: Okay. I I was the founder and the inventor of the Mustard Girl Brat Pizza. Should I tell you that recipe? It's amazing. Yeah. So, you, so you go to the grocery store and you get a baboli pizza uh-huh. bottom and then you just heat it up in the oven just so it's a little bit crispy. And then you make the sauce which is um, um, a quarter cup of um, sour cream, um, mixed with, um, or you can do sour cream or you can do, um, regular cream mixed with, um, stone ground mustard. And that would be like three or four tablespoons. So that's the base. And then you put on, um, fully cooked Johnsonville beer soaked brats and then, um, mozzarella cheese. And then you put it in the oven for seven minutes and then you take it out, and they put sauerkraut on it. So you have your brat pizza and it's definitely like a, everything that will fit a true staple of a true night, you know, and then how can you not love it? like with pizza, And mustard and and uh, and uh, cheese and brats. So that and that's really good. And then I also love putting mustard on my um, fried egg sandwiches and. Ah. Yeah, which are just it. The fancy, sweet and fancy yellow is so good. It adds that extra zing, and of course the grilled cheese. Um, and then I also use the um, my uh, honey mustard sa- um, on the salmon as a glaze. So the nice thing about these mustards is you can use also use them as a marinade on everything. So it makes it so easy. You can have this, you know. You can just jazz things up to a five star meal in two seconds with mustard <laughs> girl mustard. You know. <laughs> so it's a you know a good you know rock and roll kind of mustard. So um, but um, but I, but then I. I know you can truly do so many things with it these days. You know it's quite diverse, and each mustard tastes so good that you want to keep squeezing back for more. It's
1: it's. You know. What's uh, how can our listeners find out about? Uh, is it mustardgirl.com? Yep. That easy. mustardgirl.com yep.
3: mustardgirl.com. And if they ever wanted to reach out or say hello, my email's on the there as well. And if you wanted to order from there too, um, I'd be happy to ship to you as well.
1: She's mustard girl Jennifer Connor. Jennifer. Uh, We thank you. Oh, what's the Twitter? Yeah,
3: the Twitter is Mustard Girl USA.
1: Mustard Girl USA. Jennifer Connor. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the show to talk about your work with the Make a Wish Foundation, Common Threads, child obesity—all very important social issues. We're, we're so glad that you're uh, passionate about helping out, uh, as well as your awesome mustards. So we wish you the best of luck.
3: Oh well, thank you. Well, it's just been—I appreciate that. It's such, such an honor to be on your show and keep on spreading that sunshine. You, you are Mustard Girl's uh, number one mustard man. Love you to pieces.
1: Can I be mustard man? <laughs>
3: yeah, you can be mustard man. I'll get you a, a later hosen, okay? <laughs> start <laughs> so
0: <have> my <laughs> Get socially technical with the Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz show, Twitter at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. We
1: thank you again for uh, listening to the Adam Rich Show as we continue now from the campus of Penn State University. We are with the football team and I have a special football player with us uh, from the Nittany Lions, Eric Shrive. Hi Eric, how are you? Good, how you doing Adam? Eric, first of all, uh, tell us about your um, your status on the team. What year are you? What position are you?
4: I'm a fifth year offensive lineman I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I'm the president of uh, Uplifting Athletes.
1: I knew you were an offensive lineman. Uh, what do we got? Six foot six, three uh, ten.
4: About three twenty five, okay. but six six. I didn't
1: think you were a wide receiver. <laughs> uh, although Penn State football, you never know. You guys are so big, uh, and, and you're from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, oh, I just got to ask you then. What, what do you think? Uh, being from Scranton, what do you think of the office? Oh, I actually don't really watch it. You're kidding me! No, I don't. I thought maybe people from Scranton would, would have some sort of special cult, crazy following of that TV show since it's filmed in Scranton. Yeah. When you watch the show, if you, well, you don't watch it, but if you're flipping channels... You see the beginning of it. Yeah, Do you yeah, recognize those buildings yeah, and everything? Yeah, see
4: some uh, some of the entrances. The entrances definitely from Scranton, and uh, you know some local teams uh, send the uniforms and stuff to make it authentic. But it's pretty cool. So, now,
1: now why don't you watch the show? Uh, I just never really got into it. <laughs> That's great. Okay, student athlete from Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania. Now offensive lineman with Penn State Nittany Lions. He's Eric Shrive, and I want to talk to you about your community service with a program called Uplifting Athletes. Uh, I guess just start from the beginning beginning what is it
4: uh well about 11 years ago wide receiver on the team scott shirley uh, got a horrific phone call from his mother that his father had kidney cancer um you know they went to sloan kettering they went to all the cancer centers and they were basically told to go home and die and within six months he'll be dead he went back he was devastated he came back to his apartment and uh a guy by the name of damone jones was in his roommate and he said you know what scott we're penn state football let's do something about it so, they talked to the strength coach um John Thomas, and they put together a lift for life and what it really lift for life really is is that during every summer we invite the fans to come watch us work out um and it's evolved since new staff got here. And we, you know, it's a big charity event. They come out, we raise money, they watch us work out, they can buy stuff, there's an auction. So over the years, it's really just changing. And uh, that first year, they raised $13,000, and it really it was lift for life while he was here. He got out, he was working for a firm in D.C., and he said, you know what, let's start Uplifting Athletes. So he started Uplifting Athletes, um, non nonprofit organization, and they've branched out to 20 chapters Um within all major college football, and their mission is to align college football teams with the rare disease that's specific to them. So we carry the kidney cancer disease in Scott's honor for his father, and uh, we raise our money for kidney cancer, but new chapters, they raise money for something that's prevalent to their school so over the years um he's really he's working on growing it um to something you know that's it's an awesome experience for myself as a student athlete because it puts me in a business setting with a lot of local businesses and really lets me make decisions um with people involved with football and with the outside community and over, I just really fell in love with it, and I've raised seventy thousand dollars in the four years. Um, wow! I have a goal of thirty thousand this year to make a hundred within my five years here, and uh, I won the National Rare Disease Champion Award, um, which was given to me in March, which is you know it's a great honor, um, something that people really need to know about what we're doing here for you know a great cause.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, now, when you graduate and move on, who? Is there an election? Who gets to be the next president of uh, uplifting uh, athletes here at Penn State?
4: Yeah, well, you know, there's an election every year. Um, It is an election. Yeah, so for the past two years I held the vice president role, and uh, I ran for president this year and um, was unopposed. Um, But, you know, (laughs) it's really a group, 15, 20 guys on the team that are really heavily involved in it. And the neat thing about it is that we have different positions, secretary, vice president, head of operations, fundraising chair. Where we really try to get as many people involved as we could because the coaches and and support staff really are have a minimal role in the planning of the event. So the event teaches us how to work in a business setting to get the facilities rented out, to get, you know, an ambulance on staff, you know, to media, to get some communication majors on the team to market the event. And really we do everything from fundraising to the date of the event setting everything up um, is really run by uplifting athletes with the help of Scott and the parent organization.
1: And you go out into the organization or the community rather uh, coat and tie and have business meetings with the potential sponsors and stuff like that?
4: Yeah you know uh, it's really cool Uh, you got different uh... Sponsorships. You know, I just heard from the local Rotary Club. Uh, they want me to come speak next week. Um, we get into, you know, alumni um, conferences. When they come to campus, we really try to pitch our charity. Um, you know, Penn State has a lot of great charitable causes um dance marathon just raised 12 million dollars yep. for pediatric brain cancer or pediatric cancer. So I mean it's really competitive in the charitable organizations because there's so much going on here and I think I find it very interesting to be able to you know just get get amongst my peers and and really uh you know learn some values that are going to help me down the road 10 15 years from now when I'm
1: competing for a job. He's Eric Strive, Penn State football player and president of the Uplifting Athletes chapter here at Penn State. It was originated here 10 years ago. You say 20 other teams are doing it. Do you know top of your head what some of those teams are?
4: Yeah, yeah. I know Maryland has one, Ohio State has one, Boston College has one. Um, They just expanded into the SEC with uh, South Carolina. I know that uh, Scott had a meeting last week with uh, Rich Rodriguez out in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's really expanding um, to even – Schools like Colgate and uh, schools like that that, that aren't um, on such a big scale and it's really it, you know the cool thing about it is that as president as vice president we get to go to the leadership convention and meet these guys from the other team and like really work with you know some guys from other team and bounce ideas fundraising ideas yeah. off them and you know since I've been so successful with raising funds you know it's a lot you know it's you know it's something to help help other schools because you know it's not like we're competing together against each other fundraising but uh you know we're all in it for a great cause and you know every school has their own charity and and it's 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 something special
1: the neat thing i'm hearing is that um it's re- even though it's been around ten years here at Penn State, it's just starting to branch out nationally, and it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be a major Division One football program. It can yeah. be not only D two, D three. This could even reach high schools. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the funny you say that. Uh, I was just in a meeting last week. Um, there's a
4: grad grad class here working with Scott, and uh, they came up with a platform to implement it into high schools. So uh, we're going to be working with my high school. Um, my brother's on the school board to try to get. To implement it and see how it takes off you know high schools and they pick their college you know if they're pennsylvania high school and they want to because right now we have a, a high school in mechanicsburg they run the mini lift for life and all they donate all their funds to our lift for life okay so you know it's going to be something neat where um with, i think in the next 10-15 years this is going to be the equivalent to coaches versus cancer where the basketball has and you know to put things into perspective on a major college basketball team they have 15 guys, and they play in front of crowds of 15,000. Yeah. So the potential that this has, you know, you have guys, teams of 110 players playing in front of crowds between 40 and 110,000 people. Yeah. This thing is really, it's it's growing, and I think it's about to take off, and, uh, and really it's something that I think everyone should be involved in, you know, because being a part of a student athlete, things that Penn State have taught me, Coach O'Brien, Coach Paterno, is that you have to give them back to the community. It's not just about strapping up on Saturdays and, and playing football. It's about you know being a role model in the community and really giving back.
0: The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.